0: Welcome! You are listening to the Smoky Acres Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is the podcast about my imperfect journey to a homestead lifestyle and trying to lower my environmental footprint. I'm trying to record outside again today. I'm actually sitting in my hammock just on the edge of our wood line here, and so there's probably going to be a lot of background noise. Hopefully it's not too distracting. It's a little windy. I have Jasper running around and periodically throwing sticks at me, in the hammock, and chickens running around as well. So hopefully it's not too distracting for me or for you. It was just too beautiful of a day to not be outside. It luckily I'm in the shade because it is super hot out today. I'm in a short, I'm in shorts and a tank top, and. I am so warm but the shade helps a little bit and that breeze coming through is kind of nice but I just like needed to be outside and felt like recording so here I am and it's a little difficult having this set up with my laptop and microphone and everything sitting in a hammock it's not super conducive for podcast recording. Tomorrow I have to work at Caribou so I'll be inside most of the day so trying to soak up as much sun and warmth as I can. I went back to caribou last week I believe was last Thursday I think was my first shift back at caribou and it definitely, (laughs) you good Jasper? It definitely was interesting being back there after being with the stay-at-home order I've like spent so much time at home and although I've like been at the shop and see all the my like tattoo co-workers and everything it's definitely a lot different being in a chain coffee shop where we have hundreds of people coming through and I'm constantly having to talk non-stop on the headset I kind of had like a social overload I had never talked and been around that so many people in quite a bit so It was definitely interesting being back. It's not bad being back. I don't mind making coffee and being at Caribou. It's like a pretty decent job. Although I am looking forward to the day that I don't have to be there all the time. And I can get to start tattooing and I don't need to have that as a part-time job. Oh, I have a little caterpillar friend crawling my way here. Yeah, it's kind of good to be back. All my co-workers are new. Well, like half of them are brand new that I have never met before. So it was super weird my first shift back. I knew like one person, and although I'm not like so much older than a lot of them, some of them I'm just like a year or two. Others it's more like five or six years. I feel quite older than a lot of people. They all speak in TikToks and other lingo and it just makes me feel super old. Being around people who are not that much younger than me but just talk a lot younger than me, I don't have a whole lot I can relate on. So, I definitely like being in the tattoo shop where I can relate to people a lot more and just have a little more in common with my coworkers, even if there's a bigger age gap between me and some of them. But that is not what we're here to talk about today. Today, I just kind of wanted to talk about the goats. Like, why goats? Why did Kyle and I get goats? How did that happen? Why did we want goats in the first place? How was it like raising goats? And this won't be all the information about them in this one episode, um, I will probably do future episodes about birthing kids in the spring or just other aspects of having goats. Today I kind of just wanted to do an overview, talk about when Kyle and I got goats and why we got dwarf goats instead of full-size goats and just some of the challenges that we faced so that if you are maybe considering having goats one day you can be a lot more prepared than we are because that was our biggest mistake is just like we get so excited about something like an idea that we just want to do it and we're not always the most prepared for it so we've made a lot of mistakes with having goats we've had them for about two years now And I feel like we are finally in a place where we like have a good schedule down with them. We are able to like have them for the purpose that like get the purpose out of them that we were hoping to get. And it's not as much of a chore to have them. And I feel like we are finally responsible enough in a more stable environment with having our home and everything to finally have goats. When Kyle and I had first talked about goats it's kind of just this idea like someday we'll get our chickens and like maybe we should get some goats. I'm lactose intolerant but I can tolerate goat's milk so I don't drink cow's milk and I don't eat any dairy Um, and I've been that way for like four years now I want to say yeah I think it's probably about four years I haven't really consumed much if any dairy so um or not dairy i haven't consumed hardly any sort of cow products in the past four years but i seem fine when i drink goat's milk or i've had i can eat goat cheese and that's not a problem either so That was just kind of on our radar is like one way that we can be more sustainable and like provide more for ourselves is with having our own dairy goats. In 2018, Kyle bought 10 acres worth of land over in the Rice Lake Township area just outside of Duluth here and it was such an exciting time for us to like get this chunk of land we had these hopes to build there he bought it in an auction and we knew that there was some wetlands there that there was like this small little stream it was maybe like two feet wide in some in the like widest spots wasn't much of a stream at all and we had these hopes of building a house there and then having our chickens and our goats and our dogs and all of that and we just ran into so many problems which this is kind of getting ahead of myself here but we ran into a bunch of issues and obviously we bought a house last february and we have this hobby farm now so it clearly did not work out but for the better, and I'll probably do a little episode just talking about that story a little bit more at some point, but, and get into that a little bit more, but we bought this tent, or Kyle bought these 10 acres of land, and we're super excited about it. We were at his parents' house over in Luck, Wisconsin one day, or one weekend, and he saw this ad on the Facebook marketplace for a breeding pair of Nigerian dwarf goats. But he basically was like, should we get goats? We have land now. And although I was skeptical of it, it was also a very exciting idea to like own goats. And we have such a soft spot for just animals in general that we decided to go get these goats and it was a male and a female. we name it's the female Amity and Lester is the male Amity was like just over a year old and I believe they had used her as a show goat, like in 4-H kind of um, what do you call them like County Fager kind of show and then Lester was about five to six months old so about the perfect time to like start them as a breeding pair I think we paid like 80 bucks for Lester and like 120 or 150 for Amity. So goats really like are not that expensive. Lester was maybe, it was maybe like 101.50 I think. So we paid about 250 for the set of goats and we put Amity in the back of the truck with the topper and Lester was so small that I just, but I held Lester on the way back to Kyle's parents where we could like get a better setup for bringing them all the way home. And on the way home, Lester pooped on me. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, so then we had these two goats and we were not prepared for them. We brought them to our raw piece of 10 acres where we had to keep them on like dog tie outs and leashes while we put up fencing and we built t- a couple shelters for them and then eventually we built a like little play area for them too and then we also brought home Kyle's childhood goat Stella who was a fainting goat and Stella was just a sweetheart And she was getting up there too she was about nine to ten years old but we're like well what's one more female so we brought them all back and put up a bunch of fencing and everything and was very like makeshift and not done super well but then we also weren't living on this property because it was like a raw piece of land and we had planned on building within the next year so we were having to make the 15-20 minute drive from our rental place to check on them every single day or having our friends Marcy and Brian check on them because they lived really close. And when I look back on it now, it was really like less than ideal time for us to get goats. like. They're not the most difficult farm animals, but they're definitely not easy and they need more attention than I think that we were probably giving them. Like they weren't neglected. They had food, they had water, they had a good shelter, but I mean we weren't out there all the time. We'd go out there and check on them and spend like a little bit of time with them and it just really wasn't fair to them looking back at it and it really wasn't like the most responsible choice for us to make. Luckily it's worked out pretty well for us. Um, But this is just something that I would recommend for other people is just to like be prepared if you want goats have your fence already done have your shelters already made maybe live at the place that you're gonna have the goats I don't know just small details but part of the reason we got Nigerian dwarf goats is because of their size they're about 40 to 60 pounds I would say and luckily like now at our place we are within city limits and so we can't have we're only allowed to have small hoofed animals so we couldn't have a cow we couldn't have a horse I don't even think we could have like a small donkey Um, and I believe like if we were to get like Nubians or something like that they would probably be too big so about I think it has to be about under 60 pounds so it worked out that, that that those were the goats that we decided to get were Nigerian dwarf goats. Um, they also produce less milk than your other breeds like Nubians or uh, what is the other? It's like a Toggenberg or something like that. Um, they produce less milk, and so that's kind of perfect for Kyle and I. We're not looking for like large production. We there's the two of us and we use milk for like very little things I use it a lot when I'm baking Um, put it in our coffee and stuff like that but we get maybe like the perfect amount for the two of us and we're gonna start making cheese here so we will need more but then we just will save it up and I'll buy my thing of like oat milk or whatever But I kind of just wanted to talk about Nigerian dwarf goats a little bit, what they're like and compared to other goats and in comparison to having dairy cows as well. So Nigerian dwarf goats, they are an American breed of the dwarf goat. Um, They're kind of, they're similar to the American pygmy goat. And they were bred to look like mini dairy goats. And they derive from the West African dwarf group. Apparently. According to Wikipedia, um, people use Nigerian dwarf goats for milk like we are and for show like I believe Amity was a show goat when we first got her or just as like a pet or companion. You can also use them as meat goats. Um, That is not something Kyle and I are doing but we do know people who use goats as meat goats. Let's see here. In the 1930s to the 1960s, these Nigerian dwarf goats were exported here to the United States from Africa in order to be in zoos just as like an interesting animal to look at I suppose in a zoo which is just kind of bizarre because it's like it's a goat but I suppose then it would be like cool to see like oh look at this cute little dwarf goat another kind of interesting fact is goat horns are not based on their gender like I think we think about deer and how bucks have antlers and does do not but it's actually very different with goats it's not based off of male or female it's actually based off of genetics so Lester has horns and Amity does not have horns but you can see that she has two spots on the top of her head where her horns would be but I believe that they were probably cauterized when she was born because they were going to use her as a show goat and show female goats don't have horns so i believe she genetically would have had horns if they didn't do that and this past spring when amity gave birth to a single male kid he ended up having horns as well so it's just in their genetic makeup that their offspring will be more likely to have horns than to not have horns. So that's kind of just a little interesting fact for you. Like I said, they are a small scale. Ooh, bug. Like I said, they're a small scale dairy goat. They produce, everything I was looking up just for comparisons, put everything in pounds, which I don't really think about liquids measuring in pounds, And I didn't do the conversion because I didn't feel like it. But Nigerian dwarf goats produce about 750 pounds a year. um, And they are in lactation for about six months or so after giving birth. Um, Their gestation period is about 145 to 153 days. When she was pregnant the last time, it was about five months that she was pregnant for. And they have a very high twin rate as well. But they produce about 750 pounds a year of dairy versus a Nubian or a Toggenberg, which are larger larger breeds of dairy goats. Nubians produce about 1,820 pounds and Toggenbergs produce about 2,115 pounds. So they produce quite a bit less than larger dairy breeds um, Amity probably gives us about a half cup to a cup of milk a day we milk her once a day not just the once um, we could milk her twice and she would produce more but about a cup of milk a day is about as much as we're gonna go through and we don't want to be wasteful so plus it just fits in better with our schedule like I work a very varying schedule and Kyle works 10 hour days so it just works out that we milk her once a day. Now dairy from a goat is high in butter fat and protein Um, and if you compare it to a cow per cup goat milk has about 170 calories versus the 90 to 150 calories that 92 150 calories that a cow has, so it is higher in calories. There's also more protein, so it has about 9 grams of protein versus cows, which is about 7 grams of protein. Fat content is also higher at 10 grams of fat versus about 8 grams of fat. Um, it's lower in carbs, though, so it has about 11 grams of carbs versus 14 grams of carbs in a cup of cow's milk. It's also a lot higher in calcium so it has about 330 milligrams of calcium per cup versus cows it's about 275 milligrams a cup. There's also studies that say that goat milk helps you absorb other nutrients in food if you're consuming it at the same time versus cow's milk has been shown to block certain nutrients. I believe iron is one of the nutrients that cow's milk can block in absorption. There's also a lot more pre prebiotics in goat's milk than in cow's milk. Like I said too, I am lactose intolerant and I don't react to goat milk. So besides not like non-animal like nut-based dairy, it is a good choice for people who are lactose intolerant. It's also much more attainable to have a dairy goat on a couple acres than a cow. They're much cheaper than having a cow. they take up less space, they need less food, all of the above. So that is kind of some of the many reasons we decided to go with dairy goats. Um, Like I said too, they have a really high twin rate. So Amity actually gave birth to one male kid this past year and he was large. He was a big kid. He, it says on average, Um, If they have a single kid, it's about six to six and a half pounds. And I'd say that's probably where he was at, maybe. And it does get a little more difficult to deliver if there's one large kid versus a couple smaller ones. So I'll talk more about birthing goats in a different episode. But it was a little more difficult having him be so large. Um, she also has had a freshening or a birth the year before, so last year, where she gave birth to three kids and they were much smaller. Um, but the, anything more than two kids equals a lower weight but also a higher death rate or a yeah, higher mortality rate in when you have more kids in a birth. So it just kind of there's pros and cons to having one versus two versus three ideally i think that you would probably want about two kids it's also nice just for them to have siblings as well and birthing has not been an easy thing for us but like i said i'll talk about that more in a different episode and i'll talk about what our plans were with having a baby goat and everything too but our main reason for breeding them is so that she starts in lactation and then will have milk for most of the year. So we are also just bought a cheese kit which should be here in the mail I think tomorrow. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to make our own chèv or our own goat cheese which I'm super super excited for we do plan on breeding her again this fall and we've talked about if she would have two kids in the spring we'd probably sell one and if one of them are a female we would maybe keep the other female and then just bring in a breeding pair for that other female. So I don't know we have options there um but we've really enjoyed having goats. We've made a lot of mistakes and it's definitely not easy. Um, They're not super cheap either. We spend a lot of money on hay and feed and other things. They do require maintenance. They can be kind of noisy. We don't mind any noise that they make but sometimes they are pretty noisy and I wonder if it's annoying to our neighbors. Luckily our neighbors aren't too close so they're probably not too loud. Although we didn't make the best decision off the bat, or the most responsible decision by getting goats when we weren't ready for them, I am happy that we do have goats. And they are just like having other pets. They show affection, and they're really fun to be around, they're hilarious. They are pretty smart too, they're very good at escaping. So they're a lot of work, but they're definitely worth having around. and. I'm excited at some point in our life to be in a place where we can maybe have a larger dairy goat scale and some other animals. Obviously, we can't do that here, but at some point in our future, I think that would be the plan. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about having a couple of Nigerian dwarf goats. I will post a couple cute photos of them on Instagram at Smoky Acre Farm if you want to check those out. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I'm excited to talk a little bit more in depth about the goats at some point, but I hope you learned something from this, and I will talk to you all next week. All right, thank you. Bye-bye.